Welcome back to another segment of Reviews with Your Mom's Favorite. I am your mom's favorite, and I have a guest with me for this review. My sister Lee is back, y'all. Hey. hey. Lee, how you living? I'm chilling, and I must say you are definitely mom's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Um, but today we're going to be reviewing Snowfall. Uh, the season just ended this past Wednesday which is sad. I feel like we just got it. It's and we're, it's gone already. Um, but what a season. Oh, what a season. Oh, wait, before we before we actually get into this conversation. So I bought these um, sunglasses that Pat sometimes will tell me are my drug dealer sunglasses. So I feel like it's only appropriate for this conversation. I can respect it. To like tap into the culture and the game. You're right. Okay, hold on two seconds. Okay. Hold on two seconds. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. We ready now. Okay, now we ready. I feel like we can't talk about this. Do we not in like full character, full mode, giving all the vibes? Right. All the- I really I respect wish- it. I really wish I had like a big fur. Right. I, sh- mm-hmm. I wish I had like a big gold chain, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely got to get the drug dealer vibes going for this one. That like 80s drug dealer vibe. It was a thing. But no, um, Snowfall. It was, this season was good. It started off slow. Yeah. It started off very slow. But then around episode seven is when things just it like, picked up. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because I talked to some of my friends recently, um, and they don't all think that it started off slow. So, um I guess it's sort of, you can break it apart and feel different ways about it, right? But um, I think what made it feel slow for me was because it took so long and I know that like, it wasn't a two year break in like the life of Franklin Saint, but I think because it took so long for it to come back from season four, I struggled to see Franklin with a cane. Like, I was just like, how are we still hurt? How are you still down? How are you still so vulnerable? Um, right. I think that's why it felt slow for me because we had to go through this like journey of watching Franklin sort of get his swag back, right? Like watching him sort of figure out um, what he was going to do, especially because, and I know we have to like, we, you know, want to talk about pieces of the whole season, but like when we get to this last episode, he like loses everybody. Yeah. Which is, and I realized when him losing everybody, it kind of, the cane, that last scene yes. of him putting the cane down. The cane for me. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, Franklin, you lost everyone around you. And you could kind of say that that was, though it was a cane and not a crutch, that they were your yes. crutch. And now that you lost, every, like your mom's gone, your dad's gone, your aunt and uncle, Leon tried to leave. Right. And... He can't treat Leon like that, though. If Leon is ready to find himself and is ready to, he can't do that. But but the last couple episodes, though. No, you're right. He were his- as as a direct result of him keeping Leon alive. You're absolutely right. And the trouble that he faced over the past couple episodes was because he wouldn't was turn because he wouldn't turn Leon in, and he kept him alive. Right. So he had to. Leon gonna have to take another season for the he team. Go- right. You're going to have to take that on the chin, especially, and keep it moving. Because, bro, if, if it wasn't for you, this is true. he might have still had his aunt and uncle. Yeah. Uh, the whole issue with his dad, that would have still took place. But the issue with the dad, it, it hurt me. It hurt me. And it hurt me on it hurt me on Franklin's side, but it also hurt me on Alton's side because in like seasons one through four, Franklin always just like had a special place in his heart for his dad, right? When everybody yeah. else counted him out, when everybody else was like, yo, he's trash, he's no good, he's this, that. Franklin was always just like, yo, just give him something clean to wear. Give him some food to eat. Give him something like, he always just had this like, and you would hope that while I understand Elton thought he was doing something good, um, that he would have been like, a little bit more careful in right. what he shared and like name dropping and like it just 
it felt careless to me on the part of Elton um, when he started talking to the reporter, who, by the way, I was ready, ready for her to go. Yeah, I was happy she was gone. Ready. I was so happy she was gone. I was like, yes, 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 yes. Then, because that whole scene had me shook because I was like, Reed, you're not about to give her everything. And then just, she's not about to get twice. Like, she's not about to get off twice. But he had to make he had to make her feel comfortable, right? Like he had to make it seem like he was there with intent to be like, "Oh, I'm gonna sell out the CIA," um, so that he could go get her drink. Like the minute he went to get her drink, I was like, "Sis, yeah, you kind of girl, you was way too comfortable with that. Like too comfortable too soon. Like you don't let that man go get you a drink. This the same man who broke into your house and injected you with drugs, like." You don't let that man go get you nothing. Don't let him get you. You just keep sipping on what you had in front of you. The end. And that's, just it. Like, that's it. That's it. But it, it all served purpose because I needed her to go. No, I knew. I, I knew. For me, from a production standpoint, right, because my baby daddy's in production, the minute they got renewed for season six, uh-huh. I was like, wait, is it season? They got renewed for season five. Season we're, five. We're, right. Yep. Um, the minute they got renewed for season five, I knew she had to go because she couldn't take down the CIA and or Franklin. Franklin and or Franklin and there still be a because like we Franklin is the show. All these other pieces. While I love, I adore Louis Angela Lewis. If you are listening to this. I adore you because she the realest G yeah. on this show. Like on the show. On this show from top on this show. to bottom. Like even when she from the very beginning, she was making moves, even when they were like super low and like not much was happening, she was giving them all direction that really helped them create this empire, right? And then she knew what was needed in gaining access to the club and then she became owner of the club and like just began to funnel money. like even in the last scene in the hospital when she talked down not man boy scully scully there you go when she talked down scully i was just like yo like no one else would have been able to do that let's be honest with her because everyone else panics, even Franklin, like in the heat of the moment, everyone else sort of panics and they go into this like ah, um, reaction. But she was she recognized that he was in a vulnerable place. And let me just talk him down to distract him enough for Jerome to do what needed to be done. On a hospital bed, sore, having been shot herself over the whole thing, she like managed to pull that through. And I just think that was so... That was so dope. It was dope. And it just shows the strength of the black woman. Don't even. (laughs) Just just had to throw that out there. Like, you know, um, because you're right. Because even Franklin mother and with that standoff between Reed, Alton and Franklin. Yes. Yes. You're so, so, so right. Franklin's mother, like she was the one who stopped everybody from dying that night. And she like figured it out too, right? Because in that moment, granted, there wasn't a gun on Franklin. So like, he could have totally still made it out alive. But she figured out how to make sure everybody was able to walk away from it in the heat of the moment. And like to think that Franklin originally was like, no, you can't come. But even she has had to grow in this show in that she was super naive at the beginning um, and is now a part of the game in such a major way that like it was so 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 important for her to jump in and sort of save the day. But then that leads me, Mo, because I was on Twitter. Okay. Black Twitter is my favorite. It is the best. Uh, and there is this conversation of like when they're in Havana, Cuba. They wake he wakes up that morning, Elsa makes up that morning, and she's already dressed and like ready to go. And like shortly after she leaves, he gets up and he's like making breakfast. And that's when Reed gets Reed comes in. So now there's this conversation of like, did Sissy set him up? 
because she had a little bounce in her step, right? So there's been two sides to this like bounce. It's like yeah. of like, did she just get that good, good morning, good, good, or did she know that like re- did, did she set up for Reed to like come through and just like handle it because she knows that she needs to get back to Franklin. then that sparks a bigger debate because did she choose like did you really choose your son right over your husband right right yep i'm i'm gonna go with that she had no idea and she was just in the bliss of the moment because i don't want to i don't want to talk bad about sissy because i love her i mean i still wouldn't talk bad even if she did set him up because ultimately right a mother's love is just something that's like out of this world but she has wanted a way out and she oh, has wow. said to franklin like at what point will we be able to get out of this at what point will we be able to live our lives um without all of this sort of hanging over our head so i would like to believe that she wanted a way out and like cuba was definitely going to be able to give her that and still be able to make the money like like she said to him right she was still planning to get in touch with him she was still going to help him grow the businesses um but i don't know i i feel like there's there's such a it could go either way yeah it could go either way but to know now that alton is gonna die essentially because there's no way in the world reed is allowing him to come out of that room no no there's Uh, no it does still leave. Like, what will she do? Will she stay? Stay in Cuba. Cuba, or will she make her way back to South Central? Because why not? Especially when she hears about all the like family drama with Punk and Louie and because he essentially. So I did say this to Pat when we were laying there watching it. I was just like, so who gonna move product for him now? Right, like. Yeah. They have those people in St. Louis. No, Frank, uh, Jerome and Louis oh. <laughs> have those people in St. Louis. Stand corrected. <laughs> she definitely made it clear that those are people. Yeah. They work for me now. Yep. Um, so he essentially has to figure out how he's going to rebuild that, right? Like, and he'd said it that like the projects are going to be more important now, but like, I don't know. Can we really continue to watch the projects decline at the hands of this Black man? Like, I am at a point where I want Franklin to begin to shift the narrative, shift the conversation, shift, like, I don't know. And I don't know how, because let's be honest, like, we are drawn to his, like, drug fights, right? We're on to this like tug of war so to speak of power and the hood versus the suburbs and this life versus that life um there is something to that narrative but i do think there is this larger like black trauma conversation, right? And I don't think that it necessarily all falls on the weight of snowfall, but I do think we're having a conversation of like, can black people just be? Can we just be? Can we be happy? Can we be healthy? Can we be proud? Can we be wealthy? Can we, um, can we just be like, can, can the real, the term of like black joy, can that be a real live thing that we can exist in even in TV shows um, without all of this. Now, we know that that is not what the world was like for us in the 80s. <laughs> so, True. understanding. But when it comes to television and even movies, that aspect of it, it's, it's none of it's real. Even if it's based off true events, you have the creative freedom as a director, as a creator to take the content and put any spin on it you want. Right. 
No, that's true. And I think, and I, you're absolutely right um, in that you should have the creative liberty to put any spin on it that you want. Um, but I do think that there is a desire in that same creative liberty to sort of spin the like drug war of the 80s, of the 70s, 80s and 90s in the black community on its head a little bit, right? Like to sort of begin to shift and figure out how Franklin can then, is there a world in which he continues to play along with the CIA, but is actually like, it takes me to, and I haven't watched it yet. And I don't know if you've watched it yet. Um, it takes me to the Netflix show, The Godfather of Harlem. Have you seen it yet? No, I've been planning to watch it. I need to watch it, but it's a, it's essentially about, um, so Godfather of Harlem is about Bumpy Johnson. And we sort of meet Bumpy Johnson in American Gangster, right? but it essentially it takes you through this story but like while he's known as this really big drug dealer in Harlem he was also known as like the man for the people right like he was he he held Harlem down like made sure that they had food made sure that they had what they needed made sure that they had resources like connected with like political parties at that time to make sure that like Harlem was taken care of he himself would put his own money um out there to ensure that Harlem was like represented. Is that what Snowfall needs? Is that, I don't know. I don't know. I'm inclined to maybe say no, because did that person exist in California? Like Bunny Johnson was in Harlem, right? Like who would that person have been that we could actually make it feel? Cause like, one of the things when you talk about the beloved John Singleton, like rest we could like, rest in peace, John. We could talk a long time about John Singleton, right? But one of the things, the magic of what made it great, and if I'm being honest, I think Snowfall has like a season or two left up his sleeve. Yeah, I don't see this going much longer. Because John is not here. Like, let's... I don't I don't see this going much longer. You can tell there was a difference. There was a magic. There was a yeah. sparkle. There was a but that was because even in all his films, right? John lived this life. Like he understood this life. He he brought this part of our black culture and our black history to life in such a way that you connect with it because it's real. Because it's the life that many people have had to go through. It is, it represents in its truest form what being black in these communities looks and feels like, right? And if there isn't a person from this time, from this area that represents the Bumpy Johnson of Harlem then Snowfall will just have to be what Snowfall is. Right? Which is fine. I just, it, there's, there needs to be more of the opposite. To where yeah. Snowfall is fine. And we even talk about, the shows about the Black drama, they're clearly going to sell. Because one, we Black people are the ones mostly living, going, it. living it and going to see it like, if we ourselves have to say, okay, enough is enough. And we, we need, you can create any happy story, but if black people, black people need to go help see the story and support those stories that are not so focused on our trauma, we need to work on just moving past it and healing from it. And then showing the other sides Black people are multi-layered, multi-layered. Let's start showing some of the other layers uh, uh, that accompany Black people. So quick background change because the light was dying. Um, but multi-layered conversations, uh, conversations as it relates to the Black community are so 
so, so very important, but they have to be done right. Right. Like, because if it's done wrong, then it'll make us look complicated and it'll make us look. And while there is, while there are complexities to who we are as people, um, we are just that people. Yeah. We're not some like animal or interesting thing to look at at the circus. Like we're not, what's the song? My life, your entertainment. Like, no, no, my life is not your entertainment. Like it's not, it shouldn't be your entertainment. And while there is a story to tell, it definitely feels like sometimes Hollywood tries to manipulate those stories and they try to make them seem in some situations at least they try to make them seem so much bigger and so much more dramatic than they actually are sometimes um and sometimes they are big sometimes they are dramatic sometimes there are 12 layers to tell to a difference uh, to a story but it doesn't mean that that's the way for all of us it doesn't mean that that's the story for all of us and i think that's why people challenge the black trauma stories because it just perpetuates this idea that we're all raised in the ghetto. We have all had to endure living around drugs or living with family members who had to endure drugs, or we've all had to, we were all raised in single parent homes. Um, We all have experiences of daddy and mommy issues and we all, and it's like while that's the case for some of us, and I want to say some because I think many even makes it feel so much bigger than it needs to be. Yep. It does. It, we're no different than our other cultural counterparts, right? Like there are white women, there are white men, there are Asian women, there are Asian men, there are Hispanic women, there are Hispanic men who deal with all of those same things. It's the same thing. The same thing. And, but it all falls on us, right? It all falls on our shoulders. It all falls on like, that's our story to tell. And therefore the expectations, when we rise to the occasion by simply being, it's like, oh, oh God, like, look at them. Like, look at, oh, look at you. You're so well-spoken. You're so amazing. You're so, and it's just like. What did you expect? What did you expect? What did you expect? It's just, it's, it's so, it's frustrating. It is frustrating because I do, to your point, think that there are multiple layers to tell. There are multiple layers to tell, even in Snowfall, right? Because yeah. would Leon be able to achieve the same level of respect from Reed that Franklin did. Cause let's go back right to the very beginning. Franklin was connected because he went to this like he went to like this white school, predominantly white preppy school. Yep. They knew he had access to a little bit, but then once it like once it became a bigger thing, they connected him to. What's the guy's name? Reed. No, not Reed. It wasn't Reed first. It was Avi. 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 Yep. They connected him to Avi first, and then Avi connected him to Reed. But like, would that have been Leon's story? No. 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 Not at all. Because Leon was just expected to sell weed and he was expected to sort of be the worker bee and not the like. I don't want to use the word king, but like not the king of the empire, right? He wasn't expected to be the top. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't no. Leon wouldn't have been CEO. No, he wouldn't have been CEO. Like he was always supposed to be like chief of operations or something. Um, and even in that, because you could tell even in like those character designs where Leon's kind of like single-minded and he's kind of only focused on action and reaction. Whereas Franklin, Franklin's like, nah, you got to stop and think about what you're doing first. 
you can't just always jump back and react. We got to decide how to react, when to react and what we're doing to react to avoid this, 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 this and this. And Leon wasn't even worried about any of that. It was just right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why that scene, I think it was two episodes ago, maybe even three. It might have actually been three where he's just like, everybody keep your head down and let me figure out how to get us out of this. Like I've done so many other times. He, of course, used more colorful words. Um, it was a spectacular scene. It was an amazing scene. It was an amazing scene. Honestly, I don't think I don't think we've had a scene that good since the scene in the car where he went off on Leon. He went off. And he has had the thing is, is that he has had to have those moments to just like reassure everybody that like I got it. But I didn't believe Franklin had it until Franklin put the cane down. Yep. Which is I, crazy. That's a whole season later. We believe now that, Franklin got it. I'm like, okay. Now, because now you went and you shut Mal down and you like have handled all the, and you realize now that I have got to pull myself together and I've got to pull this team together and we have got to get back on the right track so that we can continue doing what we set out to do. And I did not believe him until his version of the mic drop. Yeah. He put that cane down and he walked out. He strutted out too. Like it wasn't even just a walk. He's <laughs> okay. He strutted out that room. It was the cane for me. Cause I was like, okay, got it. I'm back. Like now you'll get me to watch season five. I, from being yeah. honest, I was a little skeptical because I wasn't sure. Yeah. Also, I just want to say uh shout out to Wanda. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Every scene with, well, I was just like, yo, she's so underrated. Like she's really so, is. Like, why is it? She need more. Like, she needs so much more. She needs so much. It was. It was great, girl. If you listen into this here, Gail, that's her name, Gail Bean. If you are listening to this girl, let me tell you something. Top, you know who you reminds me of? Not a name, just what is her name? In oh, that VH1 movie that always come on. It ain't come on actually in a really long time. Um, what is her name? Alfrey Wooder. Yep. That seat, bless her, bless her. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Alfrey, I have always, but now, we got Gail, a.k.a. Wanda, because let me tell you something. Wanda is not to be played with, okay? Not at all. When she said, I want to be a part, I be, how you hiring them and you ain't hiring? He was like, yo, you here. You a part. She's like, oh. <laughs> She's like, yo, Lee, how you treating me? And he was like, yo, you here. You're, I mean, she, was, she was like, I saved your life. What you mean? How you not giving me no job? Like you apart. She was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Listen, we all have those moments, Wanda, when you just be like, you trying to play me, bro? And you like, yo, you sit, you at the table with me. We gonna break bread together. We gonna eat together. And you're like, all right, all right. My bad. But no, shout out to Wanda. Shout out to Gail. Shout out to Alfrey Wooder. Shout out to the amazing artistry that is the black woman yep just all around all around like we don't get our i'm gonna take a second to shout us all out because we don't uh-huh. get our praise we don't get our recognition we don't get our but like oftentimes we are not 
always literally saving a show. In my opinion, we do often, um, but we sometimes even figuratively save a show, right? Like in 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 these little roles, even like these little pieces, they 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 become iconic. They become um, things that you just keep talking about. Things that you just like you can't stop mentioning. Things that you like roles that you just like that that hit you over and over and over again. Um, and I'm one, there's another one that's coming to mind, Dominique Fishberg, Fishback. She is Fred Hampton's wife in Judas and the Black Messiah. Yo. Shout out to her, man. Cause she played Shout that role. That was like, that was, man, listen. Black women are everything. They, we have, and, and we're having a time, right, where I finally feel like people are listening to us across the board in, in, in industries and in rooms and in spaces um, that we just didn't always get before. And I don't know how we got here from Snowfall, but the women of Snowfall carry it, like Louie, Sissy, Wanda, even... Um, I am bad with names, y'all. I really am. Even um, what's her face, the mother, or the little girl. I almost call her Peaches. That's not her name. Um, what is her that name? Sounds right. Yeah. Huh? I said. Um, not Khadija. 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 That is her name. Even Khadija. There were more, even when she, oh, wait. Before we end this conversation, we have to talk about why am I drawing a blank? His name is not Fatback. And I know you're going to edit all this, like pausing out. What is his name? Fatback? Yeah, his name's Fatback. This ain't that back for real. His name was Fatback. When Khadija, that murder scene, when Khadija stabbed up Fatback, I didn't know whether to clap or turn the TV off. And you're going to say, why? And I'm going to say, because I struggled. And we talked about this a little bit. I struggled, if I'm being honest, with some of the violence this season. I don't know why. Maybe it was too late at night to be watching it. Um, maybe with the ways of the world, we're just weary, right? Yeah. Of seeing it and feeling it. And it was just like, oh, you ain't have to do them like that. But then when she, her performance is impeccable, right? And I, and I remember saying to Pat, like, yo, the women of this show are showing out. Like they are showing out and they will not get the Emmy Awards that they deserve. They will not get the Golden Globes that they deserve. They will not get, but they are showing out. And I forget the Emmys and the Golden Globes. They're not even getting the recognition in like NCAA awards and the BET awards. Like right. no one is paying attention to them, but they are giving top of the line better than you ever expected type performances. And I wish I had a platform, but guess what? You do, little brother. And on this platform- And that's why we're here. We will give recognition to, to Lou, to Sissy, to Wanda, to Khadija. And yep. to all the other women out here killing the game, killing the game, carrying the shows, and who have been carrying the shows yeah. since they jumped on the scene. Yes, because Felicia Rashad, a.k.a. Claire Huxtable, let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something, okay? Everybody talks about the Cosby show as if it was because of Bill Cosby and Heathcliff Huxtable, but it, it wasn't. Was, it, was, it wasn't. It was not. It wasn't. If you needed a read, if you needed from, from Elvin on down to her own children, okay? Every last single, I think the only one that did not get in trouble like that was Sa Sandra. 
Well, that's because she was already grown and we never got to see it. Right. So it sort of came out in the form of having to check Elvin. Yep. But like every left from Denise to Vanessa to even Ruth, Claire was like, let me tell y'all what we not going to do. You want to go have big fun with the wretched. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> we like, okay. <laughs> but no, like that, yes, like that is, it's the mamas, it's the grandmamas, it's yep. the. Shout it's out the, to Black Anviv, Dawson Anviv. Shout out to Black Anviv, shout out to Black Harriet, shout out, like, yes, 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 and yes, because they represent the women, the mothers, the grandmothers, the aunties, the sisters, the friends in our lives that are very present, right? Like, shout out to Dorothy, shout out to Lorraine, shout out to Noreen, shout out to Yvette. Like, shout out to June Kelly, shout out to Daniil. Like, shout out to the Black women. Shout out to Mama T. Like, shout out to the Black women in our lives that just, like, show up on our behalfs over and over and over again. And either literally or figuratively, save the day. Save the day. Because Black women are the whole backbone of the Black... Like, we would not be anywhere. Which is why I think Sissy has to come back. She's going yeah, to Frank, Frank is going to lose it. That scene... He lost it at the airport. I said, no, frankly... At the airport? <laughs> like, I miss you, mama. First of all, first, first of all, can I just say, and this might need to be a clip all by itself, so Dams- Damson, am I saying Damson. that right? I think so, Damson Idris. Idris, Damson Idris. I had no idea. I had no idea that he was not American. And maybe this is just me needing to do more of my homework. and that, But like, where does his accent go? Where does his dialect go? Where does where do all of these things go when he becomes Franklin Saint? Because they don't show up even at in, all. At all, even at in all. scenes, right? Like sometimes when you have to channel a different emotion, it might come out a little bit, right? Like like for instance, Pat, for instance, he's West Indian, but he has been here in America for so long that he can sort of put his accent and the dialect to the side. But if you get him going, if you get him riled up just a little bit, it comes out, right? Like it, Mm -hmm. I don't know what he does with it. Cause even one, another Idris, Idris Elba has issues. Like with his accent when he's trying to be American, but whatever he's doing, yeah. You don't hear. You don't. Even though I think it's a thing with like this, this class of actors. Oh, yeah. Because John Boyega is an, like, if you hear John Boyega talk in a regular interview and yeah. then you watch a John Boyega movie, yeah. ain't no way you're going to think it's the same person if all you're doing is hearing voices. No. Daniel Kalu is another one. Yep. Because I heard an interview and I got so distracted that I had to like go back. The interview was amazing, but like I had to go back because I wasn't expecting because even in Black Panther, even in Black Panther, even in Judas and the Black Messiah, it's you don't hear it at all. At all. Cynthia Arrivo is another one. And like Cynthia is controversial, right? Because people sort of get upset and not just Cynthia, people have gotten upset um, Shout out, shout out to Sam Jackson, who has been very vocal about these like black European actors and actresses coming to America and taking the roles from black American actors and actresses, right? Um, and Sam Jackson has been very vocal about how he feels about that. Um, y'all gonna have to ask him how he feel because I'm not going to promote that level of division over here. Um, But 
you can't knock them. No. For their artistry, right? Like you can't knock them for them sort of taking the time to figure out how do I study enough? Because let's be honest, some Black American actors and actresses lack the diversity to be able to do that, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they don't have the skill to actually perform in a dialect and an accent that you believe. So many people try to do the African accent or the West Indian accent, and it feels performative. It feels... It doesn't like feel natural. Of, right, yep. it doesn't feel natural. But when Daniel and Damson and Cynthia and John, they just, they do it, it's effortless. And I, when, I, when he cried, I was waiting for his voice to crack and it did not. It didn't. And I was just like, whoa, that was good. Because mm-hmm. even... Even you could even say the same thing for that scene again, the scene where he gets angry and he starts to go off. Most times, yeah, you lose, you go back to your basics when you're doing all of this and you're like just conveying those, like you didn't, he didn't waver. No, in that scene at all. And that's just that's talented acting. And you can't while you understand the argument, Mm -hmm. you can't knock the hustle. No, nope. 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 I will never be one to sit here and knock the hustle. No. And that's why I said I'm not going to if people especially if that's going to be the performance. Right. Right, because let's just be honest with ourselves too, right? Not that many people know the difference between the Black European actors and actresses and the Black American. Like, and it doesn't matter because guess what? At the end of the day, we're still Black. Black. And the advancement for one is the advancement for all. And the advancement of conversation is just that we all need to come together and just have it and put on a united front. Like, yes, we can have behind closed doors, these conversations about maybe there is some like, are they accepting lower pay? Are the black European actors and actresses accepting lower pay, which thereby prohibits the black American actors and actresses from like asking for what they feel like they, you know, value. Is that the conversation? And it's probably not, but at the end of the day, it needs to be a united front. Um, Snowfall is amazing. Fantastic. I'm ready for season five right now. Get it. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, the world is opening, so it doesn't seem like we're going to have to wait more than until next year for the next season. So I think we should be good. Let's hope so, Mighty Mo, because I really don't even know what I'm watching anymore. No, me neither. If we're being honest, I have been suggesting stuff, but it is so difficult. Difficult. And I I know there are things on Netflix, i.e., like you talked about, Godfather of Harlem, um, that I have to watch because it's like two seasons. So that's going to help. But if I binge watch something, then I'm done in a couple of days and then I'm looking for the next thing. I like shows in addition to the like having to stream stuff and shout out to Netflix for holding down the black content um, and forcing everyone else to rush to figure out how they will figure it out. Um, but I like shows that come on weekly. Like I like to know that like on Wednesdays at 10 PM it's snowfall on Tuesdays at eight is Queen Sugar. On Tuesdays at nine is This Is Us. This Is Us, they gotta pull the schedule together because if they go another week without a new um, episode, I don't know what I'm gonna do. But I'd like to know that like- Yeah, (laughs) on top of the streaming shows, there's the weekly stuff too. The weekly stuff that I can like, cause it helps pace it out. Like I said, if it's all on streaming, I'm gonna binge watch it in a couple days and I'm gonna be done. Um, so I like to have the stuff that can hold me over in between 
but I don't know what any of that is. Like what's coming out? I know we go into the summertime and we're going to go this like summer lull of TV. So you almost have to expect it, but you're like, dog. Like your head. Oh, oh. It's coming back though. Shout out to Issa. But for the last season. Shout out to Issa. But <laughs> it's the last season. But like for real though, shout out to Issa. And this go back, and I don't know how this came about black women mo, but um Issa is like in my mind, our generation's Oprah. But in a way that I think we wanted Oprah to be for us, mm-hmm. that I don't think we always feel she is. She, she's definitely FUBU. She, yes. Like. She's FUBU. Oh. And for those who may not be clear, we love Oprah. We just don't always know what stance Oprah's going to take on things, what position she's going to take on them what voice she's going to use, you know, if she's yeah. even speak at all. Like, we're not right. always sure. Like, and I think sometimes we're like, oh, snap, Oprah, Oprah said that? With, with Issa, though, I know exactly what stance she's going to take all of the time. I know what position she's going to take. I know who she's rooting for because she has said over and over and over again, I don't even know who's nominated, but I'm a root for all the Black people. And she didn't just say that on a red carpet. She does that in her product, on her production team. It's, oh, it's a bunch of women. It's a bunch of Black men and women. Um, the opening of the coffee shop in Inglewood, her still living in Inglewood, her production studio being based in Inglewood just speaks to the fact that I have to give my community opportunities no one ever gave me. Yep. And I gotta be able to pour back into my community in a way, and yes, I'm gonna take HBO's money to do it. But it's not going back to just HBO's audience. Right. She's like, yeah, I'm going to have to do this in a way where I can still reach my people and my community. Shout out to Issa. Insecure is coming back while it is for its final season. She did say that she expected it to, or she always expected it to be five seasons, but I wasn't ready. I'm not ready. Because this last season was really good. And now I feel like we have to close so many loops, right? Like in one season, 10 episodes, 30 minutes. It's not a lot of time. That's not a lot of time. It ain't even a full 30 minutes. It's more like 26. Yep. Because HBO got to play like five minutes of ads. This is heartbreaking. So you want to give me like less than five hours of TV. And Issa, for me, please bring back TSA Bay for one more episode. (laughs) (laughs) He's my favorite. Shout out to the big guy. Shout out to the guy. (laughs) He's my favorite. Love to love. Um, but that's the thing. There's so many. Oh, right. Because Lauren's about to have a baby on her. Oh. Lauren's about to have a baby on her. Tiffany, their relationship with Tiffany is a little questionable. She ain't really 100% with Molly. She's not 100% with Molly at all. At all. About to, it's a lot to close down. Just give me an hour for the last season. Give me, like, give me an hour for like the last three episodes. Right. <laughs> Fine. Don't don't give me the whole season. Give me an hour for like the last three, so you can properly close everything out and give everyone their roses and send everybody off the way they need to be sent off. Unless there's a spinoff, but I don't think we're getting a spinoff. I wouldn't be mad at it though. I wouldn't be mad at it because I don't think we're getting a spinoff. But we'll see. 
Mighty Mo, this was a great conversation. It was a great conversation. I, I kind of wish this was this was cool doing this this way, but honestly, this this could have been a pod right here. I was, as he was talking, I was like, "This is he's gonna have to break this down because this this could have been a pod right here." <laughs> Which is why I try not to go because you know me, I could go down the tangent of like black trauma and black women and black people because I too root for everybody black. On all the game shows, yep. On all the DIY show, I'm like rooting for all of the black people. Um, shout out to Camp Cameron, I think that's how she pronounces her name, who just won the HDTV designer show. She will now get her own show on HDTV. She's a black house designer, black hey. um, But yeah. So, you know, I can always go down it. My point is that I can always go down a path, but I try not to. No, I think, I think it's, 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 we well past time. It's time to go down. Well, if you invite me back, if your people like it, I'll be back. We can talk about some more. All right. I'm going to have you back. Listen, I'm going to have the people going. This, this conversation <laughs> needs to be had whether you like it or not. Like, deal with it. Deal with it. Cause, cause at the end of the day, if you don't like it, then you're wrong for following me. Cause guess what I am? Black. Black, 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 bliggity, 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 bliggity. So I'm here to support all the blackness. Yes, Mo. Shout out to you, Mo, for stepping out and doing your thing. Yeah, this thing's scary, but you know, yeah, but you got it. And I, got I keep it. going. <laughs> You know, I got your back. Appreciate it. I think the boy's upstairs waiting. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you go go feed my nephews? Yes. But this has been Reviews with Your Mom's Favorite. This is coming out soon. Later, y'all. Later.